All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Positive Friday. We're into the final hour of the week, and uh, what a week it's been. Lots going on. NFL, we haven't even talked about We're going to talk a little NFL here in the final hour of the show. I'm excited for the uh, matchup. So we're going to get uh, Declan Kruger and the, the con man in the final segment to give us our thoughts on the National Football League as we are live on location at the uh, 45th Annual John Reed Memorial Tournament. 45! That's unreal. I love it. And, uh, man, there's uh, lots of great memories of players who have played in this tournament. And, man, uh, scouts love it. Because you have so many of the uh, the best young players, you know, lots of kids excited, a little bit nervous, maybe. Many, uh, pretty much every WHL team is here. I think I've talked, I don't know how many, twenty five, thirty scouts uh, over the course of today and yesterday. So they're enjoying it. Um, you know, gonna be coming to some of the games. Uh, my son came here last year, really liked it. So uh, now he wants to come back, and you know, it's great. It's a good opportunity for kids to see. Hey, if I, you know, if I ever maybe want to play, you know, at a higher level, it's kind of how good you got to be. So it's a good idea. I love it. It is the Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And it's time now for the Spec Report, brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated. And they got some new trailers ready to roll. Stop in now at NextGenTransportation.com as uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet uh, joins us. Spec, what was your video game of choice as a young lad? Buddy, I'm so old that my video game of choice was like Pong. <laughs> <laughs> I guess when they opened up arcades, I was a big Galaga guy. How about Galaga? Anyone play that? Buddy, are you kidding me? Galaga's unreal. I love that game. 
So uh, I like Galaga. That was my thing in the arcade, but we never had it at home. Like, come on. No, now. God, no, no, no. Like, uh, uh, did, now was your arcade uh, like was it a little seedy spec? Were guys in there, yeah. you know, with some uh, you know homemade tattoos and long hair, and you know, hiding their marijuana in the back alley? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. There was one we used to go to called Big John's, and the guy who owned it named John was like, ooh. I don't know what ended up with him, but yeah, he was that guy you just described. There was a, we used to go up sometimes to a leisure world up in the north end. Anybody remember that up in uh, like Kensington, Wellington area? Okay. We go up to leisure world, and I was a West End kid from a, you know Laurier Heights, and we go in there, and my was. I was pooping my pants. I was so scared of all the cats in that place, man. I was out of my element. Because <laughs> so, obviously I grew up in the farm, but my first introduction to the arcade, and honestly, I think it's like, you know, kids nowadays, they're like, what's an arcade? And like, oh, my God, it was track and field and all that. And there was Odyssey, which was in Corinthia Park, and it was a little strip mall. There was a, there was a Max, and then there was a hairdresser place, and then there was Taco Time. And so my parents always told me, don't go to the Odyssey. Well, of course, like any 12- and 13-year-old, they really listen. And I had my own paper route. So on Saturdays, spec, I had a routine. I would ride my bike there. I would go to Taco Time. I would crush the Mexi fries and the soft taco. And then I would just spend like 10 bucks in quarters at the arcade for hours. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. There was like, and there was like, you know what, I was one because, you know, I, there was a few kids smoking in there and stuff. And like, I remember getting offered drugs once I was 13. I'm like, uh, uh, no, thank you, sir. No, thank you. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, there was a few different characters because Leduc was very much a long hair town uh, in the 80s, right? And so there was a lot of people who I think they might have been very innocent, but they looked like complete just badasses. It was quite common. Well, it's a different deal. Like, we didn't, you know, you didn't have your game console at home, right? There was no, no game console. No. So you had to go somewhere to play video games. And, you know, every time, like, the video, you know, the arcades weren't nice places. They were everyone hung around there. And that's where you learned to smoke. I mean, I learned to smoke at the outdoor hockey rink. But, you know, if it wasn't there in the winter, it was at the arcade in the summer. So, you know what? It's a good thing for those places. They taught us all the things we're not supposed to do, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a life lesson of learning what not it to was. do. It was. It was a true, life yeah. lesson. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true, yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? Other ones. If, if you didn't watch yourself, maybe you'd, maybe, you know, sometimes you learned in that arcade when it was time to talk and when it was time to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the Oilers have been doing a lot of talking uh, lately, Spec, and uh, with their sticks and uh, their defense, it's working. Uh, not a great start again for the Edmonton Oilers, but uh, they bounce back. I had a dominant eight minutes in the uh, second period to get take the three two lead, and and then uh, you know this time the goals called off in their favor because Yamamoto didn't exit the zone in time, and uh, and they win it on an, on a, on a fourth goal, and so uh, away they go now into Calgary. Um, at all concerned about the starts, or is it is it unrealistic to think a team is going to play a great? Because I don't think sixty minutes is doable. To be honest, I think the other team's going to have pushes. It's just lately the other team is pushing early, and Edmonton has to push back. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, sure, the odd time you play a perfect sixty minute game, it can happen, but it doesn't happen very often. You know, the the other team's going to get some portion of the game. So, given my given my choice. I love the way the Oilers are winning the back half of every one of these games, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're usually better to win the back half than the front half. And, and Edmonton, what are they, five straight? They've, been, they've given up the first goal of the game. 
and in a few of them, it's been two nothing. And uh, this is, you know, it it says a lot about a team that that continues to win like this. This is a this is a real show of character and a show of confidence and a show. You know, this was team panic, right? Remember in the playoffs last year, all those they had a lead in every game against Vegas, and they couldn't hang on to any of them. They weren't very composed, and all of a sudden now. I defy you to find me a more composed team in the league right now. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, they, you know they played very well, and you know we all know like Captain Obvious. Oh, the streak's gonna end. Yeah, thanks. We all know the streak's gonna end. I don't know when the streak's <laughs> gonna end, and yeah. um, you know I, I don't know what they're gonna do after. Like when they won eight in a row, I don't think people thought that they'd lose three and then win twelve in a row, right? Like I don't think anybody thought that. But uh, here we are. Um, so we were both wrong. I uh, went with Skinner last night. Uh, did you get any sense from today? Are they going Skinner again tomorrow? Uh, well, I wasn't at practice today because oh, okay. I drive driving out of Calgary. But I guarantee you, they're going Skinner tomorrow. I would I would bet my Chevy on it, man. They're there's they're not going into Calgary on a Saturday night playing the backup. No chance. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, I would for sure think that um, Pickard will get a game next week. You know, which you name the game. Is it Tuesday against Columbus? Is it Thursday against Chicago? Uh, he'll get one of those two games. But I'd fall over if he got the game tomorrow night in Calgary. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Now, I wonder, could and they could do it. They could go Pickard both Columbus and Chicago if they wanted to, right? Because they do have to look at the big overall pitcher here, Skinner, but he could play three of the final four, and then they're just going to look at the 37 and say, hey, maybe out of the final 37 games, we're, we're, we know that there's eight back-to-back, so there's eight games right away, right? Take out Skinner's at 16, so then you're down to 21 games, and you know what? If Skinner plays 13 or 14 of those, I've done the math in my head, that then we're talking he's around a, a 56 to 57 start season. Not terrible. No, and, you know, I think you have to remember, like, there's one side of this conversation is don't overwork Skinner, rest Skinner. I get it. There's no getting around that's that's wise to, you know, be wary of how much you play him. But the other side is they're not playing many games right now. The guy's playing the best hockey of his life. Like, it's a pretty good time to get Skinner out there repeating his good games, right? Every game's a good game for Skinner right now. You know, like look at last night. He lets in the two breakaways, and on that third breakaway, he shut the door on Tanev, and he shut the door the rest of the game. Like that's a that's a good one to have in your portfolio, man. And you know, I'm I'm kind of think the way he's playing, running him out there can't do you much harm, can it? Well, not in the moment, but uh, if we look at the numbers, if you want a deep playoff run, right? That's more what I'm talking ah, sure. about. Sure, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yep, I get it. Yeah, so uh, so we'll see. Uh, Yanni Gord, um, and Mc, you know, he obviously lost his marbles. Like, who knew that Connor McDavid has a little bit of rat in him? <laughs> yeah, Connor McDavid's playing an awesome game right now, man. I love his game. Like, he, you know, like listen, Gord's doing his job getting under McDavid. Oh yes, again, right. When McDavid is cross-checking Yanni Gord, that's a that's win Yanni Gord. You know, I don't know who the idiot on Twitter was today said McDavid's supposed to fight him. That's just completely ridiculous. But Yanni Gord's doing his job. But he ceases to do his job when he leaves the ice and offers, a, or, you know, delivers a blatant headshot on Matthias Eckholm. 
you know, the league has to penalize that. It's a two-game suspension. He earned every bit of two games. Just yeah. a dumb play. Hit hit that as hard as you want. That's fine. That's how we play hockey. Why are you, why are you jumping off the ice and hitting him in the head? It's, it's just a dumb thing to do, and I'm sure he regrets it. Yeah, no, it was not. Uh, it was not wise by any stretch of the imagination at all. And so he's got to. Uh, he'll have to be better uh, for sure. And you know, I look at the, at the orders, and you know, last night it was dry subtle. You know, his twenty fifth four point game of his career, and he really took that game over with three points in, in seven and a half minutes. And you know what? We haven't really seen that from him yet. McDavid's had one game like that. He had the five-pointer against uh, the the Flyers. And then you had Drysaddle with all four against Seattle. And, and other than that, though, like those guys' point production by their standards has actually been a lot slower, but the team's still winning. Like, you know, I think behind closed, like even if I'm McDavid and Drysaddle, like I wonder if there is a little bit of, oh, like we can win. We play good defense. I don't have, like I know they want to score two points. Don't get me wrong, right? And uh, but I, I just wonder if that's mentally a little less draining because there's not that like I know they put a high pressure on themselves to produce, but this way they're winning and they don't have to worry. Well, geez, I didn't get two points. We lost three two. You know what I mean? Well, I want to say this to me, Jason. This is a we've been waiting for this transition between the team that wins all the individual trophies and the team that wins the real trophy that matters, and you know. If the Oilers, the Oilers have gone 10 games and haven't let in more than two goals a game, Drysaddle and McDavid, between the two of them, they're on the ice for, what, 45 seconds out of every minute of a game? Are they not, you know, combined? Don't they probably combine for about 42, 45 minutes, right? So my point is, if they're playing that well defensively, it's because McDavid and Drysaddle, they have a huge amount to do with that. They're playing that well defensively, too. Yeah. So nope. uh, this is the transition that we've all been waiting for here, pal. They might not win the Art Ross. They might not win the Hart. Who cares? You know how 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 many rings of that Hart Trophy got anybody in this town? So th- this is a good transition. This is exactly what we're waiting for here. Well, I think it did get Gretzky four, but nonetheless, I see your point. Uh- <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I'm talking like uh, yeah. new era. Yeah, yeah. And Messi got one too. But um, yes. the uh, yeah, you're right about the new era. Um, and to me, I think you can do both for sure. Uh, speaking of the Hart Trophy, it's funny. I see a lot of people owe Austin Matthews Hart, and I was like, okay, because you know me, Spec. I love to go back in history. And, co- and Austin Matthews is currently tenth in league scoring. Just off the top of your head, do you have any guess since 1950? And I'm only talking forwards. I don't talk defensemen or goalies. Do you know the Hart Trophy winner? What's the lowest position they finished in the league scoring race to win a Hart Trophy since oh, 1950? Oh, gee, that would uh, I would be surprised if it was inside of about sixth or seventh. Speck, it is sixth. Bobby Clark, go. Taylor Hall, Austin Matthews. Okay, we're all that's six the low six. There's, there's, now you could go way back to to Frank Nyby, the very first Hart Trophy winner. He was tenth in 1924, but it's a little bit different time. So I tried to yeah. keep it somewhat uh, irrelevant to to today's game. But and like people can love Austin Matthews all they want, but if he's tenth, I don't care if he leads the league in goals. If he's tenth in scoring, he's not winning. 
because you're, you're, you're only you're contributing goals, but you're not getting assists, you're not contributing points. Like when Obi won it, he was first or second in league scoring and leading the league yeah. in goals, right? So it's I'm just I wanted to point that out because I saw a lot of people. Oh, he's he's my second on my. I'm like, what? How do you have Matthews ahead of Kucherov? There's no chance you have him. I'm sorry, there's none. I don't. Like it's it's a Toronto thing. There's so many voices in Toronto, but Matthews has a trophy. Matthews is the best goal scorer in the league, and there's a trophy for that. It's called the Rocket Richard Trophy. He'll likely win it, and he deserves it. And I'm here to tell you, he's the best goal scorer in the league right now. That's oh, what yeah. he is. Yeah, doesn't make him the best player in the league. You know, I think, and I've written, and I totally believe, Leon Dry- uh, uh, Austin Matthews is a little bit better goal scorer than, than Leon Dreisaitl. But Leon Dreisaitl's a better player. You know, I would rather have Dreisaitl on my team than Matthews, unless I just wanted pure goals. Then I want Matthews. But just because you score goals, it doesn't mean you're the greatest player. It means you're the best goal scorer, and that's what Matthews is right now. Yeah. And he's a really good player. Don't get me wrong. Like uh, he's a really know, good player. Yeah, like McKinnon, Matthews, Drysaddle is a really good uh, debate. You know, right now, McKinnon's uh, having an unreal year. He's probably the heart leader. I think Kucherov will be second. Then there'll be some other guys uh, in there for sure. And uh, I never count out McDavid because if McDavid suddenly goes on a forty-game heater, I don't think anybody's going to be shocked by it by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I just That's I fair. wanted to point that out to people. Like you got to look at history and look at a long history. If you're you can't be the most valuable to your team. And it, it, you know, and then be the second leading scorer on your team, unless the leading scorer is first and you're second or third, because that has happened actually uh, way back when with Stan McKean and Bobby Hall. But um, lastly, for the orders going into Calgary tomorrow night, Spec, uh, you know, you're going down, you're going, you're down there. It's it's going to be, I think, a little high energy in the building. Um, the, like the orders, I don't know if you know the Spec, they can become the first team ever outside of the Eastern Time Zone to win 13 in a row. No, no. <laughs> Like, no team that's not an Eastern time zone team, and I think travel plays a big factor in that. To win 13, obviously, could be the first Canadian team to win 13. Like, they got a little history on their side here tomorrow night if they want to go for it. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, we ask these guys about these streaks, and they all give you the cliche answer, all the players, right? Oh, you know, one day at a time. And, you know, we're just trying to get blah, blah, blah. But you know that guys are starting to to see, like, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You know, this is yeah. like this is something that no, none of these guys have obviously ever did it before. Probably none of them are going to do it again. They know what's going on in that room, and they know the chance they have, and they know that if they can if they can muscle through Calgary on a Saturday night at the Saddle Dome, that they're coming home to Columbus and Chicago. And you know what? Now there's one left before the All Star break, and it's Nashville at home. They know all that stuff. They're pumped. These guys, they're never going to tell you, Jay. They're pumped about this thing. They want to go on as far as they can take it. Speck, have a good night in Calgary. We'll chat with you on Monday. All right. Sounds good, Jay. There you go. That is uh, Mark Spector in the Speck Report. Brought to you by NextGenTransportation.com. LT will uh, join us next. And then we've got... uh, Declan and Connor in the final segment on a busy Friday edition of the Gregor Show on Sports 1440 live at the 45th annual John Reed Memorial Tournament. Pause well, of Friday rolling through. How are you on uh, Sports 1440? 
Live on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Jason Greger, Connor Howley. Uh, Low Tide will be uh, joining us uh, momentarily. We've got a lot, lots and lots of texts. Uh, many of you on the uh, arcades. Uh, <laughs> some great memories of the arcades all around town. Oof. I like it, uh, learning uh, smoke bombs and stink bombs and uh, pretty much uh, everything in between. Hey, guys, uh, my parents owned the laundromat, and uh, and I lived helping him clean the mat because he would skim quarters out of each machine, and we would head straight to Kings and Queens Pool Hall in the arcade beside Bonnie Dune. It was the only time I worked hard and fast from Dean. <laughs> uh, hey, why not, man? I like it. like it a lot. Um... Many people still wondering about Marc Andre Fleury. Look at the salary cap of Marc Andre Fleury. It's a non-starter. The owners don't have any cap space. You're going to bring in a three point five million dollar contract, even if it's if they're retaining half. That means you're sending out one point seven five. Who are you sending out? Right? They're not. Minnesota's not taking Jack Campbell. I'll tell you that. And Marc Andre Fleury has an eight ninety seven. I I don't I don't think Marc Andre like I love Marc Andre Fleury as a player. It's great. As a human being, he's unreal. But he's not what the orders need. I, I, I'd see very, I'll say zero chance the orders and Marc-Andre Fleury end up um, right now. Uh, you know, unless there's an, a major injury to Stuart Skinner. Otherwise, I don't see how it happens. It just doesn't, it doesn't make financial sense to me at all. So, uh, there you go. Boys, uh, what about Connor Brown? I actually think he's starting to play better. Well, I hope so. He can't play worse. Like, he cannot be... Any less effective scoring goals than he was in the first half. I like he's t- he, you know he's around the puck, he knocks pucks down, all that. I get all that, but at some point there needs to be an offensive reward by him. Now I actually looked it up. Did you know? Here's a stat for you. So Connor Brown, everyone's like, yeah, Connor Brown. He, you know what? Hey, he scored 20 goals one year, and I, I was just looking. I'm like, well, how streaky of a scorer is he? So. I think this is a, a really good understanding of, of where Connor Brown is and what we should expect from him moving forward. Yeah, he scored 21. Now, he did score 20 goals with the Leafs in 16-17. And then he scored 21 with the Ottawa Senators. The year he scored 21, he had 15 goals in the final 21 games. 15 and 21! That's a 60-goal pace on the season. He, he went eight straight games where he scored at least one goal in a game in those final 21 games. So can, can he get hot? Yes, he's been streaky, but that was like a, the ultimate streak. But since then, he has scored 10 goals in his next 102 games. Right? He had that heater of 15 goals in 21 games, and since then, he has 10 in the last hundred and two games. So I'm not expecting a whole bunch from Connor Brown. If, if Connor Brown could score five goals in the second half or six, I think that's a real, like that's, I'd be like, okay, that's good production. Because, yeah, I know, I get he scored 20, but it was a massive heater. So that that's kind of how I view him. And when you've gone this long without scoring, like it's 52 games now, it's going to wear on you. I don't care who you are. Unless you're a defensive defenseman like Cody Ceci. doesn't seem to bug him because he has no aspirations of scoring. Connor Brown wants to score. He wants to score for his new team. So, that's how it goes. We got LT, Conman. 
No answer from LT. Oh, LT, hey, all MIA. I like it. <laughs> uh, maybe we can. But you know what it is? He's probably searching for his video game right now. He's probably got the one, you know, with dust on it. Back when he, like, I don't even think Al when he was a kid, like, there was, they didn't have color TVs. <laughs> so there's no chance he had a video game. Right? No chance. It's unfortunate. Maybe that's why he's so frustrated at times, because he never had the joy of a child of playing a video game. No, like it's such a fun time in your life. Like when you think about it, if you knew then as a kid that you were probably never. Now there's some guys when you're in your early 20s that maybe you play video games for a few hours. So there's the odd time it happens. But think about like it, when was the last time, Connor, that you sat down for like five hours, few days in a row to play video games? Five hours in one session? Yeah. Oh. Even two hours. Two hours. Uh, I, I got to confess, occasionally I'll sit down and play a little Chell or FIFA or GTA Five. I probably cap out at about an hour and a half, but that would, uh, a couple weeks ago maybe. As, so like twice a year? Uh, I'd say I twice go through stretches. Yeah, twice a month probably. Twice a month. So an hour and a half twice a month. Yeah. And then, like, will you play every other day a little bit or just you don't play at all? And then you just hammer it for an hour and a half. Sometimes, like, before bed, I'll do uh, one little GTA session just uh, for those familiar with the game, see how many stars I can get, see how long it takes the the uh, the police to track me down. Just all just right. one little round just to, just to calm down before bed, you know? Hmm. Interesting. Some I, people uh, might want say that's crazy. you got to do a, a couple, but... Just a quick one, yeah. A wind down almost. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a headset on Declan here. He's not on camera, but he's right beside me. Deck, what about you? Are you a video gamer? Yeah, you know, I like to hang out and uh, crush some FIFA, crush some chill, crush some Madden, stuff like that. I'm not a huge gamer. Like, I've never been a guy who's going to go and kill Call of Duty for a couple hours. But an odd sports video game every now and then gets it going for me. Like, how many hours is it? Like, what would be a, a normal video? Like, I'll, I'm the guy who, like, if I'm playing video games, I'll sit there and play them. For like, like four hours? Maybe like three. I might sit there and crush three. Three hours. Four is a little much. Like All three right. is just enough where you can still have a little bit of self-respect. Okay. Anything more than that, it gets a little tough. Yeah, I think maybe in your 20s, because I remember my buddy sometimes on a Friday night, we'd have some be crushing beers, and we used to play. And we had a few guys that bring a console over, and we would play Crash Bandicoot with like six people. And you'd be crushing, and it was unreal. Right? So we'd do that a few times. But, man, that's. So I think maybe, you know what? Basically, let's be honest, you know, once you're married, it's kind of, you know, ruins it a little bit, you know. You, well, there's other games you play. They're just not video games. I guess that's kind of how it goes. But it's, uh, it's an interesting one that you just don't seem to have the same amount of time as you would like dedicated to your, uh, to your video game playing. It's just kind of how it goes for me. So uh, we are live at the uh, John Reed 45th annual memorial tournament. Uh, the best, some of the, I shouldn't say the best because there's obviously not everyone, but uh, most of the best Young U15 players, uh, not only in uh, in Alberta, but in B.C., Saskatchewan, Ontario, coming from the United States. It's an unreal tournament. Lots of hockey people here. If you want to see some great hockey, it's brought to you by Cattail Cross, and you can stop in. Uh, when we come back, uh, Deck and Connor Halley, we're going to talk NFL playoffs, baby. Who do you like? We know the orders. I don't want our fans who they want to win, but about the NFL. We'll get to that when we return on the Gregor Show, presented by Sport, uh, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Live in our uh, on-site studio, brought to you by Ewell, E-W-E-L dot C-A, your local electrical distributor and a place where you can store. If your project's being delayed and you need some storage space, I've got a brand new facility that will help you out, E-W-E-L dot C-A.
Rolling right along, pause of Friday. How are you? Hope you're uh, getting home safe. Big plans for the weekend. Oil Kings game tonight. Maybe going to that. Uh, I know many of you will be watching Hockey Day in Canada tomorrow. You've got uh, the uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and playoffs here at the uh, John Reed 45th uh, Memorial Tournament. So there's lots of hockey locally. And then, of course, maybe it could be your uh, your nightcap Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Oilers and the Calgary Flames. And, of course, NFL football. It's time for the uh, NFL report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling home with no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Go to LegacyHeating.ca. As um, Connor Halley, I guess, first of all, let, let's start. Um, well, let's start with the game that I think most people are interested in. KC and Buffalo. Who do you like? Oh, man. I mean, I know you got a guy down there who's a pretty big Buffalo Bills fan, and I know you're a lifetime Chiefs fan, so this one's hard to say for sure. I don't want to step on any toes. Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I think I kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs, and Declan, I'm sorry, but in the past, the Bills have just let me down in these big games, and the Chiefs have been there before. Starting to get healthy. I like Pacheco in these weather, these conditions, on the road, and Patrick Mahomes has just been able to outduel Josh Allen. Now, there's circumstances around that, I know, but I don't know. I got a bad feeling about this. I just, I'm rooting for the Bills, but I think the Chiefs will find a way to get it done. Jack, what do you think? Well, listen, Connor, if you think winning the uh, coin toss in overtime is outdueling Josh <laughs> Allen, I'll give you that credit. Uh, Should have stopped him. That's not the way I Should've remember. Should have stopped him. My biggest thing for this one is I look at a team in Kansas City who historically throughout Patrick Mahomes' career has has done things on the ability of their offense and the weapons he's had and what Patrick Mahomes is able to make out of his receivers. This year, they were able to do it on the strength of their defense. Their defense was third in the league in yards allowed per game this season. And Buffalo is a team, when you can't move the ball, they become accident-prone. And Josh Allen is a guy who, when he's accident-prone, makes egregious mistakes. He doesn't just make some mistakes where he turns over the ball. He makes a mistake where he turns over the ball in the most comical fashion in the worst spot. That's what I worry about with the Buffalo Bills. If they can't move the ball, what is Josh Allen going to look like in those tough situations? Now, when I look at the totality of the rosters, I think the Buffalo Bills have more going for them. I think they have more on the offensive side of the ball. I don't trust anyone in that Kansas City Chiefs receiving core to go out there and make a play in a big spot to win the game. Rasheed Rice? I I like Rasheed Rice. I think Rasheed Rice is a great receiver. He runs a great route tree. I don't trust Rasheed Rice to go up there against the Razul Douglases, the Taylor Raps of the world, and to make a play when he needs to make a play. If Patrick Mahomes is going to put the ball there, I just, I just don't know if Rasheed Rice is the guy I want catching the ball. Hmm. Are you hyping up Taylor Rapp and Rapp? What you're giving well, those? Well, Tr- Tre'Davious White is out, so I got to you know I got to dance around. <laughs> you know I'm a Kyrie Lamb guy. I think Kyrie Lamb is going to get the yeah. I think he's going to get the majority of the assignments. I would imagine he'll be shadowing Rasheed Rice. I don't know exactly what the defensive scheme is going to look like, but that's what I would imagine it looks like. What Travis Kelsey's been non-existent. I mean, I, Jarek McKinnon is on IR. He's their goal line back. Isaiah Pacheco. He is what he is. He's a good back who's going to have a four- or five-year career. If Patrick Mahomes can't be generational, I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. I think uh, Swifty is going to sing a song for Kelsey before the game, and uh, he's going to show up. So uh, that's what I'll say about that. What about the uh, the other AFC matchup, which man, I think it's going to be really entertaining. But you got the Ravens versus the Texans. Who do you like, Deck? I, I, I've been singing the Ravens' praises for a while right now. They're a team, you look at them, and Lamar Jackson is outstanding, but you look at them as a whole unit. 
they don't do anything great anywhere. They're not, they don't have a big play receiver. They don't have a running back who's going to gorge you for 150 yards a game. They don't have a defensive end or an edge rusher who's going to get 20 sacks a season. But when they put everything together as a whole unit, they do everything so well. It's the, they're not great at anything, but so good at everything. For that reason, I think the clock is strike midni- midnight on uh, Houston. I think C.J. Stroud has been an incredible quarterback this year. I think he's going to be a great quarterback for years to come. But I can't take them above the Ravens on the road this week. Yeah, I'd probably say I'm pretty much in agreement there with Declan. Obviously, uh, have to see what happens with Mark Andrews. I don't believe he is expected to be able to no, go he's on not Saturday. Play. They're saying if they win, though, that he could play. Next yeah. Weekend. So I mean, that's something you're looking for. I'm a huge fan of Zay Flowers, uh, the rookie out of BC. So I mean, I, I think they're starting to maybe get closer to having that legit receiver on the outside. Uh, we'll see if Bateman and Odell Beckham can make some plays. But, yeah, I just think the Baltimore Ravens are a very well-coached team. They've almost brought back the off-ball linebacker with Queen and Roquan Smith, and, and they just play so solid on defense. So I think they're going to make things a lot tougher than the Browns did last week for C.J. Stroud, maybe throw some things that might test him as a rookie. I mean, we saw it. There was players running wide open downfield. I don't expect that to happen with the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to make it a lot tougher on C.J. Stroud. Uh, I'll take the Ravens to get it done at I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Neither one of you guys mentioned the league's MVP. And Lamar, they got the league's MVP. That goes without yeah, saying, you know? Like, Lamar Jackson is pretty damn good. Like, Lamar, <laughs> how are they going to slow him down in Houston? That's my question, right? Like, Joe Flacco ain't close to Lamar Jackson. So uh, I, I just think Lamar Jackson is going to have a hell of a game. I hope C.J. Stroud has a big game. Uh, there's lots of big plays. This is high scoring. But uh, I'm also uh, thinking this is going to be a, a Ravens victory uh, for sure. Uh, now we go out to the uh, NFC. The uh, the 49ers. What do you think, Cons? 
What well, do you like in that game? I, I've heard people say there's nothing more dangerous than a team with nothing to lose, and that's the Green Bay Packers. They've exceeded expectations. Uh, they, they've had their questions answered about Jordan Love, and if he can be that guy. I really like this team. I've said it multiple times on Fantasy Frenzy. They might not have that stud number one receiver, but they've got three really good targets at the receiver position. They've got two good tight ends, and then the running game can get the job done, and Aaron Jones, he looks younger. looks like he found a time machine, so... All that being said, and I, I'm, I'm saying that the Packers have a chance, but I wouldn't bet on it. I think the 49ers are just too tough. Uh, they've got something to prove. Debo Samuel said it last year. You know, you give us Brock Purdy, we win. We beat the Eagles, and they're going to the Super Bowl. They've got to back that up now, so Brock Purdy's going to have to be on his game. I love the weapons that they have. Let's be honest. It starts with Christian McCaffrey. They've got to establish the run, but then you can get those plays into Debo Samuel. That's going to open up Brandon Ayuk on the outside and George Kittle. So I will take the 49ers in this one, winning at home. Team on a mission this year. Like I said, the last couple of years, I love their aggressiveness throughout the season, what John Lynch does. Take the Niners. Uh, I just want to say Dallas Cowboy fans are yelling, what do you mean Romeo Dobbs is a number one receiver? That guy's a legend. <laughs> just crushed him. Uh, Dak, what do you think? Yeah, I would, listen, just to jump really quick, quickly back to Lamar Jackson, the Houston Texans, they're going to have to run a max spy the whole game. And Denzel Perryman, that's not really what he does best. That's not conducive to his game. Too slow, yeah. He's not going to be able to handle that. So great point about Lamar Jackson. Listen, I would have never said the Packers would have got past the Cowboys. So now it's kind of anything goes with how Jordan Love is playing, how, Mike, how Matt, Matt LaFleur, excuse me, is maximizing his weapons. I still think it's a classic case of there's too much on the other side. I like San Francisco to win this one. I like them to win it close, though. 21-17 kind of area. See, I, actually, I think the 49ers might spank them. I just think I think Cowboy fans, there's going to be more salt thrown in the wound because they're going to the team that spanked them is going to get spanked. So I just McCaffrey got rested later on in the season. I think that's a massive advantage for them. And uh, Brock Purdy has shown he's uh, you know what he doesn't get scared in the in the in the moment. Uh, they they just got too many weapons all over the field there. So I, uh, I, I and they'll use their weapons. I'll, I'll give Green Bay credit, right? And I'll say this. San Fran isn't going to be running on second down all the time like the Dallas Cowboys were last week. I don't think there's any chance of that. And then uh, my final game is I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game, guys. It's another game in Detroit. I'll be honest. Like, I'm not a Lions fan, but they're the team that I have no interest in that I want to see win. Where did he come out, Deck? Yeah, I, look, Tampa Bay is the worst team left in the playoffs. I have no problem saying that. They <laughs> They played a Philadelphia team that got – cold at the worst possible time nothing was clicking it looked like they looked like a completely different unit from the first 10 11 12 weeks of the season tampa bay in my estimation is not a good football team i think they get spanked by the Lions. the way you think the niners are going to go out there and spank green bay that's what i think is going to happen with the Lions and buccaneers the buccaneers again you know credit to them won the division got to the divisional round whatever not a good football team i think they get throttled I'm not, I'm not quite as anti-Tampa Bay Buccaneers as you are. Now, I, I will say I am a huge fan of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, that's known. So, I, I mean, I think those two guys can make plays at any point, and they can hang around with that Detroit Lions offense. Uh, the def- defensive side of the ball, that's where there's some questions, I think, here, especially with Detroit. I mean, I, I saw the Chargers hang a lot of points upon them, so I got some questions when it comes to the Lions on the defensive side of the ball. I don't think it's a beatdown. I think the Lions find a way to win, but I think the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, make it close. I'll give him, you know what, Baker Mayfield's numbers have actually been pretty good this year. So uh, they need Mike Evans to be a factor. Now, they won without him being a factor. I don't think they can beat Detroit without Mike Evans being a factor. So uh, I will take Detroit and San Fran, the NFC. I think, are you guys both agreeing on those? We all agree on those two picks? Yeah, Detroit and San Fran. And we're all picking the Ravens? Oh, yeah. 
And then, uh, so KC, Buffalo, who are you picking? Well, you know i got to roll with the Bills, Connor Howley. <laughs> you have to. Uh, I, I just have a bad feeling. KC finds a way to get it done. Uh, close game, and then Mahomes at the end wins it. That, I, I can see why you would go that way. I've seen um, it too many times. Tale is yeah. all his time. I, the, it was interesting. Like last weekend, like they dismantled Miami. That game wasn't close, right? And that's there. There was kind of like that winning playoff pedigree. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes on the road. I don't know what to expect here, but Buffalo is. You know what? They're going to be loud. It's going to be rocky, man. What? Jeez, I wish if there was a, a game to go, that'd be the game to go. But um, I, you know what? I don't know why, but I want KC to win. I think Buffalo might. I think Buffalo is going to win. So uh, I will take the Bills. And I'm gonna, even though they're at home, I think it's a slight upset. So that's what I'll say. I'll be celebrating with Declan if it happens. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Declan Kruger, Connor Halley, thanks so much. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening all week long. We truly appreciate it. Uh, everybody down here at the uh, John Reed Memorial Tournament, I hope you enjoyed it. Have a lot of fun. Best of success the rest of the tournament in the quarterfinals, the semis, and the final. We'll be watching. Should be great. Uh, enjoy the old Kings and the Oilers and everything NFL. Please don't drink and drive. Get home safe. Let's get to the uh, con man and his final sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. You can experience their industry-leading risk-free trial. You get a whole year, 365-night risk-free trial. If you don't like it, no refund, no questions. Try it now. Go to douglas.ca slash Nation. Good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 